That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tired. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Attack of the Killer Objects! Hi, welcome to the first episode of Attack of the Killer Objects! Ah, hi! Hi, <laughs> you guys know, well, if you're a fan of my other podcast, Horror vs. Reality, then you know the lovely Olivia. Hello, hello. Our adorable friend from Blood, Guts, and Booze that used to be a podcast but is no more. But you can go listen to the old episodes. Yes, they are still on Spotify and Google and Amazon. Life was just getting a little too busy, so we had to take a step back for a little bit. But we're hoping soon it'll come back up. Don't worry, guys. I also have other projects that I'm doing. I have a YouTube channel that is starting for anyone that is also in Paranormal and True Crime. It is called Live Spooky. It's not up yet, but soon. <laughs> yes, and we very well may go ghost hunting in New York for your yeah. YouTube. So yeah, that'll be uh, fun. We're, we're planning a visit for uh, the middle of July-ish after all the big holidays are done because it gets busy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So it'll so, be fun. I'm excited. New York's a pretty spooky place. Yeah, there's a, there's I was looking up stuff and apparently a lot of places around here are haunted and I well, say we, to those spirits I'm, bring it on. Yeah, and I'm also in southwestern Ontario. I'm, at, I'm we're not too far from each other mm-hmm. and our area is actually really big for hauntings as well because there was the war of 1812. Yes, yes, that did occur. So <laughs> There's a lot of rich history in the area that involves a lot of death, so it makes sense. Hey, you don't have to tell me. I'm from Mississippi, where the Civil War took place. <laughs> right? I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Battle of Vicksburg happened uh, just like an hour and a half from my house. So. I think that would be a really cool area to check out. I've been camping there. It's nice. Oh, interesting. I mean, nothing, the the worst thing that happened while I went camping there, and I was actually camping camping in the like one of the civil war like museum-y areas oh that's really cool <laughs> yeah it was something like that it has a campsite but um yeah the worst thing that happened was i went on a hike up to up this like tower and uh when i got back down somebody had fucking stolen my marshmallows and hot dogs <gasps> I know! No hauntings, a thief. That's what happened. Well, that's fucking rude. Yeah, I had to drive back to Walmart and get more. I know. They ruined your spider dog experience. Like They did. (sighs) So rude. So rude. Anyway, guys, so today's episode is Killer Sofa. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking movie this was. You know, here's the thing. This movie is better than I thought it would be. Okay, I love cheesy horror films, and it was good for a cheesy horror film. Right? Obviously, I also love cheesy horror, because I decided to make a podcast entirely on killer objects, (laughs) which are almost 
100% cheesy. It is a genre filled with cheese. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. So I have some questions for you. I, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the background of uh, Killer Sofa. It is a New Zealand comedy horror. So even though oh, there's New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know it was a Kiwi horror movie? I did not. I see. What did I'm you think Canadian those accents were? I thought they, I'm dumb. I thought they were British. No. Which no. is so funny because my mom's British and she's going to be so, That's so right. offended of me right now like because <laughs> she still has her accent she's gonna be so upset if she ever hears that but I did but like sometimes... how did you get those mixed up Olivia God. oh no your mom's I, British to be honest <laughs> I was extremely high both fucking times I watched this movie <laughs> I mean if we're being real here me too uh yeah. and we're definitely both baked right now so you know whatever yeah, yeah. I mean I live in Canada so it's I live in New York State and it's legal now so right. I forget Get that it's legal in this state. I, I would, I would not talk about it so openly if I was not in a legal state. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Yeah, like I, I still used to be very open before it was legal. <laughs> oh, where I used to live, like especially when I lived in Flowood. Let's just say that just whispering about weed was a good reason for a cop to pull you over. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely had multiple friends get arrested in Flowood for not just weed but like paraphernalia just paraphernalia what the oh my god yeah it's not a cool place to be a stoner okay (laughs) (laughs) I think they are working on getting medical marijuana there and then it'll be uh less of a drag to live there oh for sure (laughs) but uh yeah it's one of those states that is not legal very much not legal to have pot and (laughs) they make you feel bad about it (laughs) All right. Okay, so Killer Sofa. Like I said, it's a 2019 New Zealand horror comedy uh, written, directed, and produced by Bernie Rao. Uh, Funny thing I discovered and just doing a little background research about the film is that for some reason, some Joker thought it'd be pretty funny to edit Wikipedia to say that it's directed by Beef Wellington. (laughs) Right? I chuckled about that for a hot minute because like, wait, beef, wait, beef Wellington? What? Why? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Look, I guess I could go into the code and see who it is that edited the Killer Sofa wiki to say that, but I'm just going to let it be a beautiful mystery. Thank you, stranger. It's Wikipedia, (laughs) so I mean. It could be anyone. Yeah. It makes for a great place to have something funny like that. I love when people do shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's also why you can't uh, do anything and use Wikipedia as your sole source. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not always accurate. I could I could edit this right now to say that I directed it. And for at least five minutes, it might stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll change it back to Beef Wellington. Uh, or the actual director. Because like, yeah, like in the little pop-out side that has the movie poster, that's where it says Beef Wellington. But at the beginning, it has the actual director's name. <laughs> okay. A disgraced rabbi comes across a reclining chair uh, that contains a dibbick. And you actually see the scene where it like gets possessed with the Dybbuk. It's this dude doing some ritual that definitely used to 
date the girl who ends up with the recliner and it's this whole like messy kind of confusing scene she basically told him no get lost and he did voodoo shit on a chair and (laughs) yes and now it has a dibbick inside so that's now you're caught up (laughs) you're not missing much by me telling you that uh so uh francesca buys the recliner and jack the rabbi and his voodoo sorceress partner forget what her name is it's an interesting name but yeah so they're trying to figure out where the where the uh possessed recliner was delivered ashante you're right it's ashante like the singer she said it was it's the same name as a singer and i was like yes (laughs) you're right i because you know what when i was watching that i thought that myself i was like oh yeah she had that's what's love uh uh got to do <laughs> that's tina turner no did did ashanti, ashanti cover that and no i'm not going like what oh love? okay okay like, i know what you're talking about now yeah her with ja rule ja rule that's the name i was trying to think of didn't she also also do always on time with oh, ja rule she did like a hundred songs with him i don't care you call always on time <laughs> yeah i swear that's another song by her i'm positive of it okay <laughs> so at some point basically as soon as the chair gets there francesca starts acting weird and hearing voices and murder starts happening <laughs> the chair starts murdering people um out of jealousy yeah so there's that only i can have francesca oh yeah only me <laughs> yeah so her best friend maxi comes over and's like yo you know you can't stay here we got to get you out of the apartment you know there's a murderer going around and we don't want anything bad to happen to you i'll come back for your laptop and stuff later you just gotta stay here in my apartment so then she goes to meet with her granddad who happens to be the disgraced rabbi who sold francesca the recliner and now has massive chest pains yes <laughs> just all he does is pop aspirin oh god this is going to give me a heart attack i sold this dybbuk chair to this girl (laughs) it's over i'm dying so maxie goes over to her apartment and fucking witnesses the chair on the tail end of murdering someone but let's but let's go back because the murder is this guy who is obsessed with Francesca who broke into her apartment and starts like going through her stuff and sniffing her underwear and shit. And I then was he like what the fuck? Right? Right? What a creeper. And then he gets like a pair of her was it was it socks and a bra? I th- no, it was a cowboy hat. Cow that's right. It was a cowboy hat and a bra. And then he crawls under the covers and just starts bouncing up and down. Uh, yeah, he's like fucking them. I'm like, what? But he's like not fucking anything. Like, <laughs> if we were to have x-ray vision, he would literally be on his hands and knees just bouncing on the bed like a child. Because that's, that's totally what it looks like. It's the most bizarre scene. It doesn't even look like humping. It just looks like bouncing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't look like sex is happening. It doesn't look like humping's happening. Well, Nick was sitting right here and watched that scene. And you sent me a video of him watching. Yeah, and it. he's just shaking his head. And he's like, this better not be based on something fucking true because he's like, this is so fucking dumb. He shut it off. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He thought this was being recorded for my other podcast, Star versus Reality. <laughs> 
which is sometimes <laughs> grounded in reality. <laughs> that would have it, been a funny case. Happy April Fools, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what we're we're not going to do a different movie for April Fools this year. Oh, that, yeah, that, like, that like is weird. But we thought about doing just like a straight up drama. Oh, just because there's so many of those that are based on true crime that we don't get to do. So it'd be like April Fools. This isn't a horror movie. <laughs> but no, we're, but we're but yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's all guys just laughing about it. I know. <laughs> all right. She gets out of there, but, well, she runs from it. It manages to, like, catch up with her really, really fast. This is the Usain Bolt of the fucking chair world. It's a fast chair. It's it went flash. Yeah. It went from being on the patio outside. Eating a fucking guy over the edge. <laughs> yeah. That part's great, by the way. He lifts the body and just like, er, er, er. Click one, two, and go. Yeah. That's so funny. So I would funny. love I would love to see behind the scenes of them puppeteering the chair to do all the moves oh, and kills. You should get it on DVD. I bet you there is. Uh, you know, I may have to do that. <laughs> I may have to do that. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to see that. You know, I do. So I to see it too. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So she locks the door behind her, but realizes that she's like dropped your fucking car keys in the other room. So she can't, she could leave, but she couldn't uh, get in her car. She's not going to go back for the keys with the fucking killer sofa in there, which it's not a sofa. It's a recliner, but it's called a sofa for some reason. I'll get into that later, actually. <laughs> Is uh, that what they call chairs down in New Zealand? You know, that's what I thought at first, but no, they call it a recliner consistently throughout the movie. They do. Yeah, they do. They Not never, once do they mention it as a sofa. No, they never call it a sofa. I don't. It was just a poor decision. It would have been was. funnier if it was like an actual sofa. It would have been because it would have been way harder to maneuver. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine like an L-shaped sectional trying to kill people. It would just have to like fall on them. Just <laughs> like it just tumbles around in circles <laughs> as it goes. <laughs> yeah, it would have to literally just like fall over and just smush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I need a killer couch movie, so <laughs> let's make one. <laughs> let's let's find one. Oh, the makers of Killer Pinata started following the podcast on Instagram. So oh, that's awesome. Maybe I can get them on to do Killer Pinata. You should. That'd be a great idea. I mean, I'm gonna 100% message him about it. I am. Yeah, you could get some real juicy behind the scenes stuff. I could if I hired one. I mean, if I not hire, but if I got one of the producers <laughs> to be on here, I'm not paying them anything. Sorry, I'm not making any money off of this myself. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know I know the reality of it. Too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, girl ends up going out the bathroom window. Maxie does. And falls in the trash can. And I guess she's knocked unconscious. Because she's in that trash can for the rest of the movie until the very end. And it's like a couple days. Seems like a couple days. Yeah, I feel like it's at least 24 hours that she's just yeah. chilling in that trash can. It may not be that long, but boy, does it feel like that. It does. Think, it does. I think it's actually just one night and she was in there for several hours. But yeah, what? 
<laughs> it definitely feels like a lot longer that she's in that fucking trash can. And when she first fell in there, and then I didn't see her again for like 30, 40 minutes, I just kept thinking, there's no way that fall killed her. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was like from the second story into a trash can on the ground. That's like that's, 20 feet. Yeah, that's, I mean, you could hurt yourself pretty seriously, but... Like, yeah, I doubt you would die. It would be at most you'd have like some broken limbs. Yeah, you'd have to fall a really funky way to like break your neck to die. I think head first. Yeah, you have to go. Yeah, you have to swan dive into the trash can, and even then, it's not guaranteed that you're gonna croak. You might just be paralyzed. I mean, I guess it depends how fast and how much momentum you have when you jump. Yeah. Oh, it's from the second floor, so not that much. Yeah. I like. And, like, it's, they even show you how she goes out the window. She just kind of, like, flops out. She, well, yeah, but you can see her, you can see her hands, so she's hanging down. So she's not actually dropping from the full two-story length. Yeah, it probably would be at least, like, 15 feet. Yeah, max, max. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I was just like, wow, they just didn't want to pay her anymore, did they? (laughs) (laughs) All right, your t- die. <laughs> your time's done. You're gonna hang out in the trash can for the rest of the film. <laughs> that cool. <laughs> so then the cops come over that are investigating, and they scare the shit out of Francesca. She's like, "I'm hearing voices. I think I'm going crazy. I keep hearing. I keep hearing. Um, what was the name that she kept hearing that was like being whispered through the uh, scene? I don't remember the name. It's not was important. Was it the guy that did the ritual? No, it was the sofa. The fucking killer recliner uh, was No, whispering. like, was the name of the guy? Like, was it No, the it, was a, it was a female name. Uh, was it Francesca? Like, Francesca? No, no, no. It wasn't her name. That's why it was weird. It was some other name. Oh, maybe it was um, 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 her cricket grandma or whatever that she figures out. Um, fuck. She ta- when she talks to the rabbi and she finds out, she has that vision with her grand with the, that lady. Yeah, maybe. Is her name? I don't, I don't remember, to be honest. It didn't seem that much of an important detail, honestly. But the <laughs> recliner, this is funny, though, and ridiculous. The recliner is whispering this name all the way from her apartment, which is presumably across town. And he whispers it through the sink, like, and somehow all the way across town into the pipes, she hears <laughs> the recliner. <laughs> whis- <laughs> yeah, 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 somehow... Somehow that worked. It's like the little kids with the cup and the string. You could totally yeah. have a conversation that way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's silly. And they come over and they're like, you know, maybe maybe you need help. You could come with us. We're going to go check on her. She's freaking out because Maxie's also been gone for like two hours now. And it shouldn't have taken that long to go talk to her grandpa and get her laptop in like pajamas, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess it would only be a few hours then, eh? <laughs> that she yeah. was in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because she says it's only been two hours since <laughs> she's been gone. So then they leave, I think, the, the uh, detectives. And... The fucking chair starts uh, freaking out a bit. She's standing there with a knife and the chair's like inching closer to her. Like she'll turn around and when she- On its little recliner leg piece too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'll turn around and then it's closer to her. Just staring at her with those big button eyes. Those cold dead button eyes. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I gotta tell ya- the best actor in this movie is the recliner. Oh my god, that's 
<laughs> That's what I had as my best character. Me too. So let's actually get into that. So like, okay. So let me just say the recliner, I'm just going to skip to the end and do a big spoiler here so we can get into our favorites and best kills and all that. But so the recliner fucking stands up at some point. Full send, stand straight up on its, like, reclining, um, let, we'll call it a leg. <laughs> <laughs> and then the detective comes in and shoots it, and the front of the uh, recliner falls off, and there's a body inside there. Like a half-decomposed body. <laughs> yeah, at first you think that the detective just shot its face off, but then the coroner's like, yo, this body's been dead for like two weeks. Yeah. Okay, um, look, I know it's possessed and all, but is the Dybbuk capable of covering up the stench of a motherfucking corpse? Yeah, like... How would you not know that this had, dead body? Yeah. How would you not smell that? That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, that happened. And then <laughs> she goes to the bathroom and gets possessed by this ghost that's in her fucking ghost demon thing that's in her cabinet. And when she comes out of the bathroom, she's not her anymore. She's pretending to be her, but it's clearly not her. Because then, like, she keeps... The fucking sofa. The recliner. It's had a dead body in it and has been possessed. I'm but surprised the cops didn't take the recliner. Right? Should it have been evidence? <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> and they just... The, the cop comes over like a few days later and it's just like, Oh, I see you kept it. Or I guess it's like maybe... I guess it is like the next day. Because Maxie's still missing. Or no, Max, no, 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 Maxie's come back before this. She comes at, like, the tail end right after the sofa's attacked. Ah. And so she, you, you figure out, oh, she's alive, yay. And that's kind you don't really see too much more of her. You see her <laughs> at the very end. But, yeah, so she's all hussied up and got, like, lipstick on and lots of makeup and, like, a sexy dress. Francesca like a, does. Yeah, like a little silk dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like, turned the the hot scale all the way up like she did she hot she hotted herself up and then starts like flirting with the detective that came over and then the next thing you know the detective has fucking been possessed by the dybbuk in the sofa mm -hmm. and her francesca and him walk out and they're like living it up like just yeah they're like cutesy flirting and they just kind of walk off like as and, if they just had a big date night or they're going yeah. out on one yeah like totally normal night it's date night that's how they're acting what <laughs> and then maxie's in her car outside of the apartment and she sees all this and is like what the fuck <laughs> just like the rest of us were <laughs> so you basically just discover that she's definitely possessed i mean we know that but mm -hmm. You just see this, like, scene of her being in this, like, dark, sunken place. Like, have you seen Get Out? I, oh, no, I was thinking of something else. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, for those of you who have seen Get Out, then you know that when Chris gets hypnotized, he goes to the sunken place, and he's in, like, this dark pit of nothingness, and that's him trapped inside his own psyche, essentially. Okay. That's exactly what happens to her. You basically Oh, just, like she's just trapped in her mind. Her, almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see that she's in a dark place like that and she's just trapped in her own mind. That's how it fucking ends. That's it's not it's not a happy ending. <laughs> no, but I mean that's probably a 
one of the best represent representations you could have of somebody who is possessed, right? Like yeah, trying absolutely. to like, if, if you're going off like real stuff, right? Because they're always like, oh, the person's just hiding in the back of the mind. Mm-hmm. That's like the best visual you could probably have of somebody hiding in the back of your mind. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it works really well for Get Out too. You'll have to watch that so you'll know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. specifically. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's also just a really good movie. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Peele. I was going to say, Oscar is that the one the- Jordan Peele wrote? Yes, he won an Oscar for it. So yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, it's, that doesn't really good. I didn't care for Us as much. It Us was interesting. Was, Us was. It was kind of inter- kind of interesting. It was kind of weird, but uh, definitely I could see what he was doing there, making a point about classism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Get Out's great. Get Out is definitely his best movie so far. I recommend it. But yeah, okay. So Olivia, what is the best kill to you? The best kill? Yeah. So I think the best kill was probably when her boyfriend was cooking, and then the sofa. Ex- like extended its little legs thing and went up behind him and was like crushing his legs on the stove and then he's at his mom's house and he's like freaking out and he hears something outside and he opens the window and the chair's outside he's waiting <laughs> for him and he tries to shut the window really fast and the spring holds it open and then the chair comes through the window and the spring starts stabbing his feet. And then he gets his soul sucked away. And I was like, what the fuck? That chair was just out to get him. Oh, yeah. The Dybbuk also collects souls. So there's like yeah. multiple souls locked in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly completely forgot about that death scene. I must have like looked looked away or fallen asleep for a minute or something. Both times I watched it. <laughs> Because honestly, I was like, hey, what happened to the boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, he the chair v- slammed his legs into the open stove. Well, it's just, I remember when the chair uh, maimed him while he was cooking. Yeah, and it was like, it was a couple minutes after that, they showed him at his mom's. And he's like, mom, mom, because he needed his <laughs> painkillers. But she has her headphones on doing yoga downstairs, like. Nice. Doesn't even hear that her kid's dying. Like, well, yeah, yeah. So my my favorite, my best kill uh, that I thought was was I was impressed with the sofa when it creeps its head in the room where the dude's masturbating, and then <laughs> and then it just shows him like dragging him out. And then when he throws the whole body off the balcony by pushing him with the leg rest. <laughs> Amazing. And comedy. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, comedy, <laughs> fucking comedy gold right there. <laughs> uh okay, what's your worst kill? Uh the female cop at the end when she's like, What's going on? Cause she just runs into the apartment because she has nothing to do with her date night and she's in love with the cop. And, and then her neck she gets, just gets stabbed ripped. and then broken neck. And I'm like, be gone. Good. Yeah. She's I had annoying. Yeah, you know what? I had the same thing for Worst Kill. I 100% <laughs> agree with you there. All right, what's your most what-the-fuck moment from this movie? Um, So my best what-the-fuck moment is, well, obviously you've already talked about the uncomfortable bra hat fucking scene, which is 
pretty what the fuck. That's um, my one. That's mine for sure. But my main what the fuck is when Francesca is like manhandling the chair and she's rubbing the fabric and then she starts flicking the little recliner channel or uh, handle like she's flicking the beam. Uh, yeah, that awkward sex scene. And she's just like, and I'm like, yo, what? She's not even doing anything to herself. She's just like slithering on the chair. She, yeah, (laughs) the chair has her in that moment. And she's like humping the chair. (laughs) Like when you pull the movie up on Tubi, that's the still you see is her just in the chair with this like, oh, face. (laughs) It's hilarious. I'm like, what? All right, what uh, what made you laugh the most? What's the funniest moment for you? Oh, when she was having the vision with the rabbi and the chair let out a bong rip. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good moment. Uh, my favorite, my what I, what I, made me laugh the most was when Maxie goes to get Francesca the first time and they leave and they're walking down the sidewalk and then the next thing you know, the chair's on the balcony just like (laughs) ominously looking down at them, watching them walk away. I laughed for like five fucking minutes. Every time the chair looked out the window or at somebody from around the corner, I I couldn't. I was just howling. Like when Nick saw the chair come out from the door when the guy was fucking hat. (laughs) He's like, what? Is, is that the what chair? The fuck? Is that the fucking chair? And I'm, uh, I'm laughing. I'm like, this, this, I can't. The chair's face is just perfect. The chair has amazing comedic timing. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah. Okay. So, best character. We're in agreement. It's the recliner. Yeah. If I did have to pick a human, though, it's the guy from YouTube that talks about (laughs) Dibbix. That the rabbi watches. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Maxie watches it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. uh, Worst character. Uh, Creepy guy who fucks with the hat. Yeah, totally. Obviously. stalker guy totally deserved to be murdered by the chair. A thousand percent. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So before we go, I'm going to get list of few like trivia things about the okay. movie that I found. Kind of like, you know, the fun facts that I do on Horror versus Reality. Woo. I Woo. love fun facts. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what Morgan always says when I do them too. <laughs> There's fun, that's why. Exactly. Okay. So the movie actually had two different titles before it was called Killer Sofa. And both of these titles were way better. So the first title that they came up with was My Lover. My lazy boy. <laughs> oh my god. I wish they had kept that. But they were afraid that they were going to be sued by lazy boy furniture. Uh, but I mean, they spelled it differently. They spelled it like the word lazy, not L-A-Z. They could have also put B-O-I, like boy. <laughs> yeah, they could have done whatever. My uh, lover, my lazy boy. <laughs> sure. I wish they would have kept that because that title is fucking gold. Um, and then the next one that they picked was also good. They were going to call it The Furnishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but no. Some idiot was like, let's just call it, call it Killer Sofa. <laughs> it's not even a sofa. They're like, this movie ain't much, but it's honest work. We'll just call it Killer Sofa. <laughs> Pre- pretty much. They just settled on that. I would have... <laughs> I would have loved for it to be called The Furnishing or My Lover, My Lazy Boy. (laughs) 
Oh my! I would have had a poster if it was my lover, my lazy boy. Same. I would have it framed somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, like Frame Bridge, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> they only used one recliner in the whole movie. Like that. I recli- thought so. It looked pretty fucking grody throughout the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> held up though. They it did. That, yeah, they used that one recliner throughout the entire shot. The recliner only cost $100 in New Zealand money, and it was like 64 bucks in American currency. Oh, fuck. That'd only be like 75 bucks Canadian. It's a, like, that was a good price prop for <laughs> what they used it for. They got yeah. good money. Yeah. So they had a couple of scenes that they ended up not filming planned. Um, and here's why. Again, because it goes back to using the only one chair that they had. <laughs> <laughs> So an unshot scene that was fi- that was not filmed is that uh, the sofa was going to jump from a window and crush a person. <laughs> but Why that wouldn't they have let? Oh, that would have been great, wouldn't it have been? But they were afraid it would ruin the sofa. So I mean, I get it, but they could have filmed that as the very final scene and then just added it in with editing later on. True. Just, you know, some tips for when you make Killer Sofa Part 2. Just... I mean, if if it wasn't obvious to you, their uh, CGI budget was not large. Yes. <laughs> like, the only CGI in the movie is when the chair possesses someone, pretty much. Yeah, the, and, like, the, the fancy ghosts. lights. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that would have been hilarious. It would have been. The other <laughs> scene that they didn't film was the sofa was going to vomit blood. Oh. <gasps> That would have been good. But they were worried about the suede on the recliner. <laughs> so that didn't happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, those would yeah. have been great. I know. So I know you wanted to do this at the beginning. So oh. <laughs> Olivia, take it away. Describe to everyone who doesn't know what a Dybbuk is. <laughs> well, I just wanted to quote uh, Britannica.com on a Dybbuk. Because Britannica.com is a very reliable source, unlike Wikipedia. True. <laughs> so Dybbuk, also spelled as Dybbuk, plural Dybbukum, a Jewish folklore, a disembodied human spirit that because of former sins wanders restlessly. Sorry, I'm a little dyslexic. I almost said relentlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Until it finds a haven in the body of a living person. Belief in such spirits was especially prevalent in the 16th and 17th century Eastern Europe, often individual individuals suffering from nervous or mental disorders were taken to a miracle work in rabbi or a bell, 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 shem, Yeah, something like that. <laughs> who alone, it was believed, could expel a harmful dibbuk through a religious rite of exorcism and put them in wooden boxes and then let Zach Baggins open them with Post Malone. <laughs> That part's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> that last that last sentence was added in myself. But mm, yes. it, now knowing like what a Dybbuk is, it all kind of makes sense when you actually watch the movie and you're like, oh, okay, you can put it all like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, technically, from what I've learned, spirits can't possess objects. They have to possess a human form. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can keep one locked away in an object which mm. would be like a dybbuk box like uh like annabelle yes 
Annabelle is a good, good one. Yes. Because you have to contain it inside of that. I don't know. Weird shit out there. I mean, I mean, we all know that I am the uh, perennial skeptic. Skeptics. Yes. So this is all, you know, conjecture to me. For her, it's hokum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. It's fun to me. Kind of like astrology. I don't believe in it, but it's fun. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I love astrology. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun, but I take it with a giant grain of salt. Oh, I definitely do, too. I don't a thousand percent follow what it says, but it's just nice to be like, Oh, okay. Oh, I don't I don't even put <laughs> like any weight into it. It's just like oh, you know what? I am fun and free spirited like a like a Sagittarius. <laughs> You're very homebodied for a Sagittarius. I you know what Mark and I both are. Expe- yeah. Yeah. Because normally they like to travel. Mm. Oh, I like to travel. You should know that in my 20s, I'd been known to just hop in my car and, like, go on spontaneous road trips. That's the Sagittarius in you. Yeah. (laughs) But I also, uh, I'm an extreme introvert, so. (laughs) I get it. So my uh, epic travels were often alone, as I prefer it to be. (laughs) I get it. Some friends are fine to travel with, but not everybody is a good travel buddy. Oh, you got to pick and choose which ones you want to travel with. <laughs> there are friends that I love to death that I would never travel with for various reasons. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'll probably be alone when I when I come visit you. Unless I can convince Nick. I did tell him the Hinsdale house isn't far. And he was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, well. Hopefully... Hopefully we have a spare bedroom by then. If not, we'll figure something out. There's a hotel. I'll just, I'll just stay in the haunted hotel. <laughs> you could do that. Uh, there's a, there's actually like a comfort inn down the street. Even better. That would be close and not haunted. <laughs> oh, it's going to be haunted. Well, <laughs> I doubt it. It's been a, I don't think it's been around that long. Haunted by the souls of the leftover children in the sheets. Ew. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> See, shit like that is exactly why I bring my own sheets and comforter when I go to hotel rooms. Oh, yeah. And I don't put them on that mattress. I just, like, drape them over the whole bed and don't even undo the bed stuff. I just, like, whoop. Oh, that's great. You know, um, I've worked in hotels, and I don't, I don't trust their cleanliness that much yeah i i don't after my friend told me the horror stories of being a chambermaid in a hotel and i was like "Mm." i've never been a maid but i've worked the night shift as a uh night auditor and occasionally i would just walk into dirty like dirty hotel rooms um out of boredom honestly because it'd be like (laughs) it'd be like middle of the night and i'd done all my stuff and i had like an hour to kill I'm sure there's stuff I could have been doing, but sue me. I don't work for you anymore, Marriott. (laughs) Anyway, so sometimes I would go into like dirty, unoccupied hotel rooms that were like people had checked out, but after the maids left, stuff like that, you know, and I would wander in and (laughs) seen some stuff that just PTSD now, right? (laughs) Uh, Someone left. An entire bag of uh, vibrators. (laughs) 
that's great. They were probably so sad when they got home. They're like, oh, my vibrator collection. Damn it. Like, yeah, I gotta go buy new ones. Fuck. Like, and these were expensive, but we were admittedly, the entire staff was like really embarrassed to call the lady who left them. Like, <laughs> like we did call her and be like, we have something of yours in the lost and found. We're sure you will know what it is. Your discreet items are here in a box for like, you. Hi, it's Olivia from the Marriott. You had left uh, a bag of dildos and vibrators in your bedroom. Would you <laughs> like to come pick them up? If not, we can dispose of them in the dumpster out back. <laughs> <laughs> I would just make her feel horrified. <laughs> Actually, I think the maintenance man wants them. He said not to worry about it. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. They're not yours. <laughs> ew. Ew. I'm just kidding. That's so gross. It's super gross. Like, those things should be sanitized after every use. <laughs> Olivia? Yeah. Sorry, I zoned out for a second. I could, like, we have our cameras turned on, and I could see that you had zoned out. I saw it I in your eyes. Out for a second, yeah. You were like, <laughs> Yeah, the ADHD, man. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So, that was Killer Sofa. I'm not An sure. Movie. Yes. I'm not entirely sure what the next episode will be. And this has been recorded in advance, because the podcast doesn't come out until, like, a month from now. But, you know. Hey. I get it. Elise is ready. Is ready. Exactly. So join us for when we uh, discuss some other movie. It might be Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> it might be Slacks. It might rubber. Be, it might be Rubber. It might be In Fabric. Hey, I there was one that I heard about, and it was like a girl who gets pregnant by a car. Oh. 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 Isn't it like Titan? It's Titan. Titan. Oh, I was fucking close. I talked about that on Horror vs. Reality, I don't know, several, several episodes ago. Probably listened to it, which is probably why I know the the name. Probably. Uh, (laughs) Love that movie. The car is not a killer object, though. Ah, yeah. It just impregnates her. True. True. But it still seems really fucked up. It's a bizarre film. I totally recommend it. I love it. I love that movie. It's so weird. It's just right up my alley. I saw the trailer and it actually did look pretty good. It's really entertaining. It has a strange pace. A lot happens. It's good. (laughs) It's good. The acting's good. It's good. Just, it's a ride. It's like, it's like no film I've ever seen before. (laughs) So that's my uh, resounding sense. Sofa was definitely a film that I was... I had never seen anything like it before, so... I mean, me neither. That's the first time I've seen a killer object that had a hidden surprise inside. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a kinder egg. (laughs) (laughs) With a corpse. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Can I sell those? Can I get it on Amazon? Uh, Corpse. (laughs) Kinder egg? Kinder egg with a corpse. (laughs) You know, something tells me that's going to be harder to get into America than an actual kinder egg. Probably really expensive with the shipping. Oh my God, a body would be really (laughs) heavy and expensive to ship. (laughs) Oh, I feel sorry. And I want to say thank you for also having me on, and I'm honored 
to be your first guest. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love you. Of course you were on. Uh, you. This won't be the last time you'll be on. Kendra oh. will be on. Morgan will be on. Okay. The whole the whole gang and lots of other fun people. If you've been on my other podcast, I'm probably going to message you about being on this one. So. Well, I'm happy to come on anytime you need me to. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. Especially when I got to watch really funny fucked up killer objects. Yeah. Well. Olivia, do you want to do Attack of the Killer Tomatoes with me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Of course I will. I'll make Nick watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> what are you, uh, Olivia, what are your plans uh, on Saturday the 2nd of April? This next weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to the Screaming Tunnel in Niagara Falls. Ooh. All weekend? Uh, just for the day. I am the evening. I'm going to be doing ghost hunting and some stuff for my YouTube channel. Mm. So you're telling me you could record next Sunday, maybe? I could record Sunday. <laughs> I'll see you next Sunday for, your second, for your second episode. <laughs> I'm so excited. Just because we have a good time and a good banter. And also, I don't know when else anyone else will be free. And I'm trying to get episodes in while I can. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I said, I'm always available to help anytime. I love it. It's great. And I love you. We, like I said, we have such a great flow. So this is great. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you guys. Well, whenever, <laughs> whenever, yeah, we'll see you guys next podcast for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Woo. on Attack of the Killer Objects. Woo. <laughs> see ya. Later, guys. <laughs>